0: Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. Welcome to the biggest show of the year. That's right, folks. We've got so much to talk about. I gotta jump right into it and we're gonna start with the Lions beat the Bears. Last week we talked about hmm, this Bears team doesn't look to be as bad as everyone thought they were. I think the Bears will actually keep it close, and I'm thinking there's a a bit of a shootout coming And What do you know? I start watching the game, and first drive of the game, Justin Fields drives straight down the field, and, man, what is this offense the Bears are in? This looks like the actual Justin Fields offense. Read options, taking shots down fields, letting Justin Fields run around, use his legs, get outside the pocket. This is what I was worried about. They march straight down the field in the Lions. They don't even get into a third down. I think to myself, wow, Justin Fields is starting to look really good. Bears fans might be back in on Justin Fields. As the game progresses, Jared Goff begins to get confused about who plays on his team. He starts throwing interceptions directly to the Bears. What's going on? It's not one. It's not two. But three interceptions from Jared Goff, including another one that probably should have been a pick six, but Jalen Johnson dropped. And all of a sudden, the Lions weren't in such a good spot. Down two scores with four minutes left in the game. Honestly, I didn't think the offense played very poorly. I thought they were cooking. The issue was just randomly Jared Goff would throw it to the other team. And not only that, a kickoff return fumble. Can't even get the drive started. There was only one true bad three and out. The other punt they had, the offense was cooking. They just decided not to run the ball in third and two when they had been running really well. But hey, what do you know? When it came, four minutes left in the game. Lions needed a stop. They held them to a field goal. They get the ball back. All right, just score a touchdown, three and out. Score another touchdown, easy game. What do you know? They drive right down the field. They even keep running the ball a little bit. Then they hit Jamison Williams. All of a sudden, Jamison's stacking good games. He's starting to look a little better. He's playing more snaps than he's ever played. He said he had never played in a two-minute drill on a lot of third downs for the Lions. Now he's out there. We need to see this continued growth from Jamison and we're starting to see it and man is it exciting because he is electric when you can get him the ball get him connected with golf so you score the touchdown all right we just need a quick three and out and thank the Bears they go a little bit conservative they just run it up the middle and then take a deep shot on third down what does Matt Eberflus have to lose his job and yeah he's on his way to losing his job I don't know why the Bears don't get a little more aggressive run Justin Fields some more the thing that has been having all of this success all game, over 100 rushing yards for Justin Fields. But no, they just punt the ball back because, yeah, that'll work well. Here come the Lions. Easy. March down the field. They score a touchdown with about 26 seconds left. They take the lead, just like we had planned out in our mind. Touchdown, stop, touchdown. It was that easy. But there's still a little bit of time for Justin Fields. Down three to go tie up the game. I was sitting there on my couch. I said, this is time for Hutchinson to go make a play. What do you know? First play, Speed rush on the outside. Darnell Wright. Strip sack. Safety game over. Aiden Hutchinson has been getting a lot of pressures this year. He already has more pressures this year than he had his whole rookie year. It was good to see him actually show up as a sack in the big moment. This is the type of game that you can think of two ways for the Lions. You can think of the optimistic way and say, hey, it's good to beat a team when you have four turnovers. This is a game the Lions normally don't win, You're embarrassed to lose to the Bears and you have to go play on Thursday trying to get a bounce back win. But instead, the Lions show a little grit, show a little toughness. They didn't play their best and they still came out with the win. I'm choosing to look at it this way. Yeah, if Jared Goff throws three picks, the Lions won't go anywhere. But to me, the offense is still looking very good and the defense is not playing as poorly as I think the stat sheet shows. There was a couple more third down penalties that I really want to see continue to clean up. And this offense, to me looks really good. The ace in the back pocket is going to continue to be. The offense is just going to have to outscore teams. Maybe the defense will eventually get better, but it's a struggle right now. Aaron Glenn did show a little bit of adjustments mid-game, which is good to see out of him, but it's going to be a frustrating thing the rest of the year. The defense is going to have to stand up. We're not going to see them play many other good teams. The Cowboys later on in the year is the one big game, but I'm encouraged from this team. We hadn't seen them in a comeback needing a true fourth quarter comeback, and they showed up. The offense looked really good when the Bears went to a little bit of prevent defense. As we know, prevent defense only prevents winning. That's all I got for Lions. We'll talk a little bit more about their game on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day game against the Packers. But first, we have a few news and notes from the NFL. The first, the Colts released Shaq Leonard. That's right, people were surprised. Shaq Leonard got released from the Colts after they paid him all this money. He's finally back from injury. But people who are Colts fans know that Leonard hasn't been playing that much. He's been complaining. And why hasn't he been playing? Because he just hasn't looked the same. He can't move like he could before. There's been some issues. It it just hasn't been the same. I think the best move here was just to cut Leonard, especially if they knew they were cutting him after the year. Might as well just do it now. He wasn't necessarily happy with his role. Let him go find another team, maybe. I don't think he'll be claimed off waivers because he's owed so much money. But free agent, maybe a team will pick him up for a couple million dollars. Honestly, the team that gets him will be really excited because he's a big name. But honestly, he just hasn't been the same since his injury. I think it's a good move for the Colts, even though he's the legend of the Colts. People love him. I think it's the right move. You got to release him. Continue to build up cap space. Let us chain second work, especially for a guy that you weren't playing. Just cut your losses and let him go somewhere else. Also, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, finally gets fired. I came on this show before the season and said, I don't mind Pittsburgh offense except for Matt Canada. Now, I probably should have said except for Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett. But hey, Matt kanda has gone. Will the offense improve? Well, I mean, who are they going to promote from within? How much different can it actually be? But hey, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Jalen Warren looking like an absolute stud, has surpassed Najee Harris, which albeit isn't that difficult but I'm interested to see if there's any change in the Pittsburgh offense of maybe that they can get some creativity instead of the old Matt Canada offense. Now let's jump in to next week's game. We'll start quick preview on the Colts and the Bucks. The Colts coming off by now that they've released Leonard. How is the team going to look? Honestly, I think they look the same as they've always looked in this game against the Bucks. Man, this is shaping up to be another ugly one. The Bucks are, I think, a similar team. They kind of struggle on offense and their defense can hold them in games against mid-teams and against good teams are going to get blown out. Wow, exactly what the Colts are. Maybe if Gardner Minshew can stop running circles in the pocket when he has a clean, clean pocket, sit in there, throw your darts, find Pittman, find downs. Hopefully he's healthy coming back off the bye. I think the Colts can win this game, but this is a really close game. This is too close to call for me. The one thing I do like in this game is the under 43 and a half. I'm making that Liger's lock of the week. Last week, we moved to, I believe, six and four with the Lions and the Bears easily hitting the over. This week, we're going back to the Colts under. These teams are gonna struggle to score. Both teams held in the teens, I would say. The Colts, I think they lose a close one, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depends on your point of view. But to me, these two teams are super similar. One's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. And we've got, of course, a Thanksgiving tradition. The Lions playing the Packers. Another divisional game. We know these divisional games are tough. Even when the teams are bad, like the Bears are bad. When they run the Justin Fields offense, they aren't as bad as they've looked in some games. But the Packers, I think, are even worse than the Bears. Lions have already seen the Packers once this year. And honestly, they dismantled them. Now they get them at home on Thanksgiving coming off a game where they won. But I don't think they're very happy with their performance. To me, this is all systems go for the Lions. Jonah Jackson, their left guard. Not sure if he's going to be back, but honestly, the team getting pretty healthy. Jackson looks like he might be the only one to be out. And man, that Packers injury report is long. I wonder if we'll see Jordan Love use his legs a little bit more. And he has been looking, I mean, making small improvements. I don't think their offense will score a lot of points, but this is the Bears. So I'm expecting, you know, 17 to 24 range. But the Lions offense should just keep on rolling 30 plus. The line is seven and a half right now. I tend to think that the Lions would cover that number. A little bounce back win. They're fired up. It's Thanksgiving. Eight and two for the Lions. People are hyped. People keep saying, oh, you know, the Lions, they aren't as good as their eight and two record shows. I love to have the problem of being eight and two and people saying they aren't quite as good as eight and two. Have they played a lot of good teams? No, absolutely not. Will they play good teams in the future? Not really. But keep stacking up wins. Keep pushing for that number one seed and hope you at least get the number two seed. The Eagles beating the Chiefs on kind of a blown game for the Chiefs this past Monday night. That hurts the chances to get the number one seed. All you can do is win this week, move to 9-2. and two. The offense with a good running game, I think we'll just be able to do a little bit of establishing the run and maybe Goff gets a bounce back game and doesn't throw a pick. But we'll see. I think the Lions roll the Packers on Thanksgiving now we have to talk about the main event of this week the week i've been preparing for for honestly the whole year it's michigan it's ohio state first we have to go back last week michigan maryland i said in this podcast they always fall for these trap games they don't play super well i would like maryland to cover and michigan starts out pretty well early and i'm like all right they're just going to make this pretty easy and here comes maryland starting to come back. And I don't think Michigan's gonna lose, but I don't like what I'm seeing. They're running the ball decently well. They can't really pass. Their injuries are starting to bounce up. And what do you know, the defense locks it down. They end up getting the win and they roll into Ohio State game 11-0. And I know what a lot of you are expecting me to say about this Michigan-Ohio State game. Something like Every once in a while, you get a chance to play a game for Legacy. A game that means a little bit more than everything else. In a time where seemingly everyone has turned against Michigan. The Big Ten, they're against Michigan. Ohio State, they've turned on Michigan. The NCAA, even they are against Michigan. So much so, Michigan doesn't even get due process anymore. The whole world has turned against Michigan. Two teams that continue to have played each other. Michigan, the most winning team in college football history, 1,000 wins. 11-0 11-0 versus Ohio State, who has long been the nemesis of Michigan, 11-0. Now Michigan has won two in a row, actually favored in the game. They come home to Ann Arbor. They welcome Ohio State into the big house. What will happen? J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, the offensive line. They will establish the run. They will dominate ohio state ohio state is not a good football team you can say michigan has these issues ohio state is not a good football team they struggle against the run what does michigan do they run the football in ann arbor this week we have 11-0 11-0 and this week it means a little bit more this is the last year of divisions in years future it might be michigan ohio state this week and next week in the big 10 championship not this year this year this game it's the only one that matters. In years coming, we'll have a 12-team playoff where, hey, maybe Michigan and Ohio State will both get into the college football playoff. Not this year. There's one team coming out of Ann Arbor. The team that comes out with the victory will be Big Ten champions. We'll move on to the college football playoff, and in my mind, will be your national champion. With all that's on the line, with everyone against Michigan, what are we going to do? We're going to show up. We will dominate the defense will dominate. The offense will continue to get rolling on the running game and the passing game will be there when they need it. This game means a little bit more than the rest. This game means a little bit more than it's meant in years past. This is for legacy. There is only one thing left to do if you're Michigan. To prove that I is wrong. To come out victorious and that is to beat Ohio State. That's what you might be expecting me to say. I think there are some issues. The left tackle is a turnstile. JTT might be coming off the edge for Ohio State. And yeah, that is an issue. Roman Wilson got injured, number one wide receiver from Michigan last game. He's supposedly supposed to play. He probably has a concussion, but you know, it would be good to have him back. There were some defensive injuries. I'm worried about this game. Will Marvin Harrison run free? Maryland had some wide receivers running free and I don't love the defensive schemes. The offensive play calling to me is atrocious. They always run when they should pass and pass when they should run. They have some of the worst play calls. They don't go for it when they should go for it. There's just a lot of issues that I see. The good news is Ohio State has looked no good all year. Michigan absolutely has a chance where all they'll need to do is run the ball, make it ugly. You won't like watching this game, but I think the result's the same. Michigan comes out with a victory. I'm fired up for this game. This game means a lot. There's a lot of things going on around Michigan. Will the players be able to tune out the noise and go in at home, with the fans behind him, and beat Ohio State. That's the goal. Next week, if you beat Ohio State, you play Iowa for the Big Ten Championship. So yes, this team is the Big Ten Championship, and there will be much bigger things to fry. But as of now, on Saturday, in Ann Arbor, there's one goal in mind. Ohio State is on the mind. I think Michigan can get it done. It's going to be ugly. I'm I'm nervous. I'll be honest. I'm nervous. Three and a half point favorite for Michigan. I can't remember the last time they were favored against Ohio State. Every year the last two years, I've been worried, nervous. I don't think they'll win, and I'm in the same mindset. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll win because they can do it. The boys are tough. The boys have grit. Sharon Moore hopefully continues to get better at head coaching and calling plays, and they can get it done. That's all I got for you this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, at the Show. Leave a rating and a review, five stars in Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk next week.